podcast where we watch the first episode of three new TV shows and help you decide what's worth watching. Today, we're talking about Only Murders in the Building, Ordinary Joe, and Lula Rich. Uh, but first, so I finally watched the rest of Lisey's story. Ooh. Oh! Big update. News alert. What's the word? I really want to go back and read the book now. Um, so the, the entire thing was Stephen King. So it is very Stephen King in that it gets very strange and it kind of meanders to get to there. But it is a mystery where you just want to keep watching and keep watching to find out the solution to the mystery. Hmm. Was it scary? No. The first episode, I think, was the scariest episode. Hmm. Huh. Just because there's so much unknown? Yeah, and I think you start to get to know the world a little bit more. And the parts that are more, like, supernatural become just very specific. And so you kind of get a feel for when those happen. Um, And there's almost, there's a little bit more blood, but not very much more blood. It's, yeah, it's more of just, like, a mystery thriller. Interesting. And you liked it? I did. It took, yeah, I, it did, it took a while to get, answers which i don't love in tv shows yeah um but i was still kind of along for the ride mm-hmm. hmm. uh, you circled a, back to it yeah it's a type of show yeah. that joe would absolutely love because <laughs> i could i didn't understand all of the like themes and everything going on but i could sense that <laughs> everything was just like dripping in meaning it's really funny that's joe's alley yeah <laughs> um well i finished I finished Starstruck pretty soon after we watched Ooh. it. I kind of binged through the rest of it. I watched I, a couple did you episodes too. It? Just like one more, I think. I finished it all. I really liked it. Aww. I thought it was, I thought it was very good. Um, that makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, it was like a. It's an. It's an elevated uh, Baker and the Beauty. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it was just. It was good to watch. It was entertaining, quick episodes. It really could have all just been like one movie, I think. Um, but I recommend it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I downloaded so many things to watch on the plane that I downloaded that whole thing. I downloaded like two seasons of Search Party thinking I was going to watch all this TV and I watched like an episode of each thing. <laughs> but- really? Yeah, I don't know why. I just, I think I'm going to watch I just don't want to. Although I did watch some episodes of Nine Perfect Strangers, um, mm-hmm. which oh, is good. I, fin- I finished that good. one. Oh, is it done yet? Oh, already? I haven't. I'm only yeah, three it's episodes done. In. Oh, it's done? Oh. oh. Yeah, it's done. I really um, liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I'm excited uh, to finish that. It actually, like, wraps up really nicely and has uh, somewhat of a, like, happy ending sort of i don't think that's a spoiler Mm -hmm. um so it's a it's a pleasant series to watch because everything kind of gets like tied up in a neat little bow at the end nice just very rare (laughs) yeah Yeah. it doesn't like leave you hanging you aren't like i wonder what happened to that character like it shows you what happened to everybody it's a limited series we're done with it um i've also watched more episodes of reservation dogs Ooh, which they got renewed, I saw. It. Have you guys watched any more of it yet? Not no, yet, not yet. I want to. Mm-hmm. You must. It. Really? It, 
the show changes entirely. Like Ooh. that first episode, you think you're watching, you think you're, we thought we were watching a show about like some punk little kids living on a reservation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. You maybe have that for like one more episode or so, and then it starts diving into it. The, a ki- one of the kids is kind of connected and all the stories are kind of a part of it, but it starts mm-hmm. diving into all the other characters of the town oh. and it hmm. gets like, it gets a little more like surreal and incorporating a lot more of um, like Native American lore and culture. And it is hmm. so good. Oh, wow. Like it goes from being like a goofy little TV show to being like something of substance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I did. I was very happy to see them um, announce an award on the Emmys. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm. they were all in their like fancy clothes to the point that I had to be like, wait, that is the main (laughs) girl. And like, they don't look anything like their characters. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Did you watch the Emmys? I did. It was, uh, well, I watched part of it. Um, it was so so it was like a little I heard I missed the best part where Seth Rogen uh, roasted the entire like event happening in the first place Um, because because apparently everyone was told um, that the event would be outdoors uh, and that is that is why a lot of um, people agreed to go to a crowded room Uh, and it was quote-unquote outdoors um with like a tent and it was it was a building that was technically outdoors um and they crammed everybody in there <laughs> like the restaurants um, in new york city <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so seth rogan i think went up to just like announce an award and was like i need to say something we were lied to this event should never have happened oh my gosh that's amazing oh i've also been watching the new season of what we do in the shadows and mm-hmm. it is a delightful bright light in my life yeah we started watching the first season like starting it again and it is so funny (laughs) yeah it's the only show these days that I'm like consistently laughing out loud to (laughs) just thinking about it makes me laugh honestly (laughs) (laughs) I know it's just so good (laughs) Uh, all right shall we get into only murders in the building we picked such buzzy shows this time I did we did. We're all all the rage here. Um, so Only Murders in the Building is on Hulu and it aired on August 31st of this year. There, I think I think there's gonna be ten episodes. I read ten episodes somewhere and then I looked somewhere else and it said seven and I, then I couldn't find where it said ten, so I didn't know if I made it up. I'm hoping <laughs> there's ten. I like ten more than seven. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. they're all around a half hour long, twenty six to thirty five minutes. So it's classified as a mystery comedy. Uh, it was created by Steve Martin and John Hoffman. And it's starring Steve Martin, Martin Short, The Light of My Life, and mm-hmm. Selena Gomez as three neighbors who share a true crime obsession who suddenly find themselves wrapped up in a true crime. We also have a lot of notable appearances, but I think most notably we have Tina Fey. And I think at some point in the season, we're going to have Nathan Lane. And the show has already been renewed for a second season. It has oh. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I love Martin Short. And I think <laughs> he's just like, he just comes on the screen and I'm just smiling because he's so mm-hmm. delightful. I love all three of them. And I'm yeah. so like, just their dynamic is is so good and unexpected. And mm-hmm. 
we have this sense of mystery, but it's also like really funny in moments. Um, it's like it's like light. Yeah, um, it's very it's not, very light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was really it was lighter than I expected. Yeah, yeah. And I was wondering how Selena Gomez was gonna like fit into this trio, but mm-hmm. it worked. It does. Yeah, it really. Does. I don't know Steve if you Martin, guys- man. Such a, a national treasure. Just want to so like give him time. a hug. So much. We're real. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been watching, but uh, Selena Gomez has also been TikToking a lot, like behind the scenes. Yes. Oh. And those have been hilarious as I'm well. Sure. Just like how they have like it really seems like they've become the three of them have become buddies. Um, and like she is teaching them young kids slang, and they are like she obviously as everyone does loves their like older stuff that they have done um and it's just like the three of them being chummy and i love it <laughs> yeah I, I honestly can't imagine martin steve martin not getting along with someone like they're mm-hmm. just so agreeable <laughs> they're so delightful so delightful. and i Ugh. i really liked the the tone of the show like mm-hmm. in like the style of it, how it's it's like a Very, little, yeah. like a little noir esque, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's it's very it's so unique. Like I've never yeah. watched anything like this before. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Which made it more when I so there's been so much hype about this, especially like amongst people I know. Everyone keeps mm-hmm. asking me if I'm watching this show. So at first I was I was kind of expecting like HBO. <laughs> style i don't know what it was but it's mm-hmm. like this is not something that would be on hbo it's like it's like less pretentious it's like trying to yeah. just be sweet and there's mm-hmm. moments that were so sincere the, the making the eggs thing oh yes uh, yes yeah. so cute um but it's like still about murder and there's like some mystery there so you're intrigued to keep watching but it just makes you feel good inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you see these three like diff- these their neighbor stranger neighbors, I guess, coming together by happenstance, and then they're it looks now that, like they're going to create something together, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool. I will say Martin Shorts. So the character, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really had issues with his character, mm. and he kind of saved it for me because he's so charming. But this like. I hate this character that like uses family, but then also says, I care about my family, but then not really like mm. that, that kind of like unlikable character. I have an issue with like unlikable and is maybe not necessarily even trying to be better or trying to better themselves, but Martin Short's charming nature kind of takes over. Um and so I gonna, just, yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't find that character unlikable. I found, I guess I saw it's somebody who you can tell they're like kind of compensating for something. Yeah. And that some, something has clearly happened to him and he's ashamed that his life isn't working out as it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought his, I thought though, his yeah. character was really sad. He does make mm-hmm. some like, you know, ungraceful decisions. But, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's what I maybe more took issue with because yeah, yeah. The, like the like director from years gone by and now he's like something has happened. That part of it I did like. I maybe it was yeah. just his like his choices. Yeah, and, like, that's the right term. Mm-hmm. Un- ungraceful is the right mm-hmm. description of that character. Yeah, yeah. 
So we'll all keep watching, it sounds like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am ready to watch that next episode. Same. I'm excited to see that it's not a mini series too, because with these like mega stars, most of the time they just sign up for a few episodes. It's very surprising. Yeah, yeah. Is this dropping about- weekly? I think so, but oh. we're so far behind on it. There's already by the time by the time this episode comes out, the whole season will probably be out. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> there. Shall we go to Ordinary Joe? Ordinary Joe. Back Not to-, to be confused with the Joe Morreale. <laughs> um, so back to uh, network TV like the Emmys we uh, good TV isn't really on network anymore um, but... <laughs> I'm so relieved to hear you say that I was really <laughs> <laughs> so Ordinary Joe it premiered on September 20th of this year on NBC the plot line is basically it's a sliding doors TV show um, where a guy is faced with three decisions on the day that he graduates college. And each of those decisions kind of spins off into another potential future. And all three stories are told at the same time. First of all, if this was well-written, even then, I think I would be thinking there was a reason Sliding Doors was a movie and not a TV show. Yeah. Because uh-huh. it just got old so quickly. So quickly. Uh-huh. Why would I care about any of these people? It, none of them seem to actually exist in this right. storytelling form. Oh, good none, point. Like, what is the real time? Yeah, exactly. Like, are we just spitballing all three timelines? What is the real timeline? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we should premise this that it starts with this guy's graduating college. And apparently he's, he's our age, you guys, 2011. Yeah. <laughs> and... He's like has three choices when he's leaving his graduation. It's either go to dinner with his family who's eagerly awaiting him and clearly they've already made plans. Go ask this girl who he's just met for her phone number or go talk to his this girl who he calls his best friend who like slash friend with benefits who wants to ask him about going to his to her she parents' to shore house. Mm-hmm. But not right then, though. Sometime in the summer. Like, yeah. I thought that this... was that afternoon they were no. going to the beach. She was like, I want it. She's like, oh, I got my family's beach house this summer. So, like, these were not mutually exclusive decisions. Like, yeah. he could have gone and been like, hey, I have to go to dinner with my family. Let me get your phone number. Oh, hey, let's talk about this later. I'm going to go to dinner with my family right now. Like Which friend already yeah. knew he was going to dinner with the family. Yeah, so dumb. Yeah. So and we bad. also didn't hear, like, the part that I was interested in was, like, how the paths diverged and, like, how it was a ripple effect. And we didn't yeah. hear any of that. No. No. It's like, either he goes one way and he's a rock star, another <laughs> way and he's a, he's a male nurse with a special needs son and he's in the midst of getting a divorce or he's a police officer who saves a congressman None and of that oh sense. yeah <laughs> and his father died in 9-11 in all three of the scenarios too they had to show us that flag like at least 10 times oh goodness and and just the like the writing was so horrible because it was like it was the scenarios that they were going through in the three different things. Like I have never had kids. I've never been in a lot of these scenarios, but I know it's not how people would react. 
uh, of like, it, it just seemed like a sitcom from 10 or 20 years ago in that like, there's a literal fight in uh, one of the timelines about how his wife wants to have a career instead of having a baby. After, after getting told she was pregnant with not one, oh my gosh, there's another heartbeat. Two, she has told she's pregnant with twins and then miscarries at dinner like the next night. So like there was just so much drama and each yeah. like every each one was like everything was going wrong. Somebody, oh my gosh, you just add it all together. You could have been like, oh, this person has cancer. This person, I don't know. It was just, oh my gosh. And they were like, let's let's spin the wheel of network dramas and put a piece of everything in here. Mm-hmm. I really I didn't like the use of the like child as the, I don't know, I felt like the child was going to be used in a very emotionally obnoxious way in the rest of this series where it's like, which oh. does he pick? The one with where he's miserable, but he has the best relationship with his son or which is like, which one's the better version of him basically. And uh, I don't know. I felt like the kid is being used weirdly and I didn't like it. Not, o- not only that, I just feel, I felt like the actor was being used as well. Yeah. Like it yeah. just didn't, it didn't feel genuine on top of every, just like it felt like everything was being thrown in there to attach somebody, which speaking of who is the audience for this, you guys? Are they trying to target us? When I, I realized so. it was like my graduate mm. class, I was like, "Am yeah. I the am I the audience for this?" Because Joe Joe sat here with me because we watched it when we were eating dinner, and I was like, "This must be for like older people, right?" Who are like, "Oh man, wish I had done that." But I was like, "Are we the older people?" I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I do think probably it is just based on the casting, and I mean, I don't really see younger people watching this for sure but even people who are older they're like kind of over the it, i think the audience for like kind of a parenthood type that's i think yeah probably going for which was me so yeah to some degree or is it yeah i guess those people our age who still watch network television exclusively mm-hmm. yeah. don't who don't, who don't know there's benefits out there <laughs> there are a lot of people many people aren't gonna pay HBO is expensive. I'm like, okay, network TV used to have something Person good. Wreck and <laughs> The Office and like had so many great network sitcoms yeah. that were still very stereotypical network sitcoms, but were done so well. I'm like, yeah. what happened to those shows? And I think even those shows are like going to Hulu. Yeah, yeah the streaming networks. Mm-hmm. I guess they pay more. They pay for it or something. And they, they probably have. Uh, more creative freedom too I'm mm-hmm. gonna guess yeah did it also bother you guys that no one was wearing masks in this world they mentioned COVID so they COVID COVID. Happened. COVID happened and this is apparently happening oh because they said it was the 10 year anniversary of the class of 2011 so it's happening in 2021 oh. the guy was a nurse in a freaking hospital and didn't have a mask on in the hospital like I understand this is like TV world but if COVID is going to exist in your TV world you have to mm-hmm. act like it. Yeah, yeah. Some people that's weird. I didn't catch that. I Very I strange. caught that they that they said COVID, but I think I was just like I I stayed in the suspension of disbelief that this is a post COVID show, forgetting mm-hmm. that it's this year. Yeah, we tried. Yeah. We tried to be like we we're like, well, maybe it's like quite a few years after COVID, and then they were like, mm-hmm. ten year anniversary of the class of twenty eleven, <laughs> and I was well, like, oh nope, <laughs> it's twenty twenty one. 
No, the the kid said it when he was talking to his nurse dad, and he was like, I'm thinking about being a nurse when I grow up, because they were on the front lines of COVID. They were the really, hero. like, really, like... <laughs> Laying it on. Yeah, USA all the way, baby. Like, <laughs> like heroes, and I mean, obviously, those people are amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't want to, like... Yeah, yeah. It's no, just it's, like not, it's not that pandering. those people aren't amazing. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's just such pandering. I'm like, oh yeah. That's not it. That's ultimately <laughs> what it felt. It felt like yeah, like pandering, but pandering like also to the parenthood audience or like mm-hmm. to the this is us audience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's and a trap. Even, yeah. The whole show's like, a trap. Yeah. No. I even watched This Is Us and or I guess I used to. I guess it's back and I didn't watch it, but uh I fall for that pandering. I fall for good pandering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it depends how obvious it is. Yeah. Oh, we should also mention that the star of this show um, was Bob Benson in Mad Men. Yes, who I loved in that. He was great. I was like, what happened to you? <laughs> yeah. I think it. I think this was also suffered at uh, a hot topic right now. Ben Platt and Dear Evan mm. Hansen. Yeah. All these people looked too old to play the roles they were playing. Unless I'm just delusional and I don't think I look that old, but. (laughs) I thought he did, but the rest of them, I didn't exactly feel that way, but. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's going to, that needs to be like the next crackdown in Hollywood is like, if you're going to say someone's a certain age, let's cast somebody within like two or three years of that age. (laughs) I'll need a list to say I don't think we will be continuing. <laughs> no. It's going to be a no for me. I actually ran out of time and didn't watch like the last five minutes of it. And Joe was like, oh, I'll just have to watch the end of it tomorrow. And I was like, I don't need to watch the end of it. Do you want to watch the end of it? It's <laughs> like, I'm good. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I got like halfway through on the NBC website, which do not watch things that way. It was terrible so many ads you had get like you have to watch four ads every like five minutes but then it would oh stop gosh. functioning so i have to re-watch them i was like i can't i can't do this you guys wow <laughs> thankfully i learned it's on hulu so yeah, hot so tip. if think... you do want to check it out after our rave review do it on hulu <laughs> i would not have gotten very far if there had been commercials on this like can you imagine people are actually spending an hour of their time watching this show with regular tv commercials how all right oh my gosh could you imagine this being multiple long no no no. if i have any faith in humanity's taste in tv this will get canceled all right should we move on into the scamming world (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah all right so lou the rich lou the rich four-part documentary series on amazon prime most people know what LuLaRoe is, but although Rob had no Joe idea. So. Did not. Yeah, Joe okay, didn't yeah. know either. Okay, so it's basically a clothing company that was very popular, I don't know, five years ago, all over the internet. And it's one of those, you know, multi-level marketing companies where you have a bunch of women, mostly, who buy the product and that's how they make all their money. And then they try to resell it to their friends uh, largely through like parties, think like Mary Kay and Amway. 
And the documentary, I think, I don't, I'm curious how they did this, but they are interviewing the family who started the company. And this first episode really just kind of tells the story about how it sort of interplayed with and sort of hinting to all of the cult-like and victimhood of the people that um, were kind of lied to. So it was, I thought that it was really well done. Um, I don't know if it went far enough in the first episode into how Mm -hmm. scammy it is. (laughs) And I wish they had kind of dived into that a little bit deeper. Because right now, I they kind of gave them a little bit too much the benefit of the doubt. But I don't know. What do you guys think? I agree. And it almost makes me feel like maybe they don't have that much dirt on them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's only a few little tidbits of dirt. And that's why they're, like, really teasing this out. Because mm-hmm. e- they even gave us, like, a full few-minute preview in the beginning of, like, here's the worst of it. And I was like, was that all of it? What you just said? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. It was really like that being said, it was really well done. The interviewer that interviewed that couple was amazing and told the line extremely well um, of like keeping them in their seats and not upsetting them too much. But then also asking them like nicely worded but pointed questions. (laughs) Yeah, no, I completely agree. I was I was impressed. This was produced by her name is Bly Pagan Faust, which probably means nothing to most people, but she did Spotlight and won an Oscar for the movie Spotlight, oh. the Rachel McAdams film. So she clearly has like a investigative journalism interest. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought um, I thought it was interesting because it does seem like the founders genuinely believe they are doing the right thing still to this day. Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering if this is going to be a little more gotcha than mm, mm, um, mm-hmm. of a like telling a story sort of thing. Uh, but there's clearly also yeah. footage from them giving testimony and stuff like yeah. that. So I don't. I'm not. I'm not super familiar with the whole story. I knew what Lula Roe is based on, like TikToks and stuff like that. But I had never seen it advertised to me i guess i didn't have any anybody who was selling that yeah i knew a few people who like i was kind of like i i want some leggings (laughs) well apparently they were good in the beginning (laughs) (laughs) yeah what she was the way she started it there was nothing wrong with it and it Mm -hmm. made sense and there's like at some point there's this line and it's so blurry that people don't Mm -hmm. know they've crossed it and then it just goes way too far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I wonder if that's kind of what we're going to see. I feel like that's what happens with a lot of these MLMs is that they start off and they do have like genuine intentions. Like they're selling a product and they've decided and somehow it turns out that this is the way to do it. And they make, they take a wrong turn al- along the way or they just don't make yeah. the right, the right turn with it and don't grow. They don't know how to grow a company the correct way. Right. Um, I think that's true with some MLMs, yeah. but like, so I originally heard about this story from, there's a podcast called The Dream, and mm-hmm. it kind of yeah. dives into different MLMs and different kinds, forms of scams. Um, and it, and it did a little bit about mm-hmm. LuLaRoe. And at least in that one, I know this one, and this, the documentary definitely does seem to be like digging a little deeper, mm-hmm. but at least in that one, like the biggest thing that they did was like uh 
prey on these people to get that five to ten thousand dollar yeah entry yeah. fee um, which is always the big thing i feel like mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's the yeah. part where people they must know that that's wrong that mm-hmm. otherwise why would you have that model like every yeah. other store you just you get a you'd piece be, of what you sell <laughs> yeah or you'd be like yeah. hired as a salesperson and you get paid a base salary plus a commission on what you sell yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah like what what I want to know how they go from they showed us here like they started the company and then she got someone else to sell it and they started selling it with these parties and, like I see how that happens but like what happens yeah. that makes them take that path as opposed to starting like a non pyramid scheme company right I also want I want to know, know more about that they didn't really go into so they talked to like the second salesperson. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to know, like, did you pay an entry fee? At what point did they start charging people entry fees at like a hundred people? Which I think this would take the two people at the top, some admitting and like level of self-awareness uh, to say like, oh, we realized we wanted to make money off of this at this point. Yeah. Cause that it like, I think they're just playing dumb. Like they can, they can believe their own lies all they want. But there was a point in time when they said, we can really start to make money off of these people. And they started charging people $5,000. I think that they did that at the beginning because it was, the entry fee is just buying the products. But if you don't sell them, you, too bad, you still have to pay that. So Mm -hmm. probably like pretty quickly into it, they realized, okay, well, we're not going to be able to distribute 20 leggings at a time to all these people. So you have to buy a lot of merch up front. Well, this being said, I I am intrigued to watch more of this documentary. Mm -hmm. I am too. And I think that it's only the fact that it's only four. I'm like, okay, I can learn about this quickly and they're not going to drag anything out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm just becoming more more critical of 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 cult documentaries yeah I'm like, I'm gonna watch it all. But (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And there's um, there's some like good characters on Mm -hmm. the on the telling of it too. Like you have the, I like that they have the guy who is like working for them actually, who's like their marketing guy. And then you also have quite a few of the women who were selling. I appreciate that. We'll get a few different angles. I wish we had some other outsiders, which maybe we will get some, but like um, more people like the guy who was working there, I think would be interesting. Mm-hmm. as opposed to, I don't I don't just want to hear all the tales of the women who bought leggings and then their leggings started not being of quality yeah um, that I could care less about mm-hmm. <laughs> all right cool yeah, yeah. you yeah. were one of these people we get it yeah like you you oops you bought a bad pair of leggings, lost thousands of dollars and I'm like yeah it's also just sad like they were sold such a this lie that they were going to be able to make enough money to provide for their families and still be present with their families. It's just like preying on young yeah. mothers. <laughs> and I think, I think that's the crime of a lot of these MLMs nowadays, yeah. right? Is that that's the demographic they go for. They go for yep. women who are uh, either single mothers or who are at home raising kids and, yeah. and are like, Oh, you can do this in your free time and make some spare money. We're just going to need some money up front. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's, it's not that there's, it's not that these women are more susceptible to MLMs. It's that these MLMs prey on these yeah. types of women. Mm-hmm. They speak to their needs and like wants. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they like 
oh, I wanted to throw something at the TV when the male, like, head of the company, when yeah. he said something about, like, I remember the day I realized that there's an untapped resource in this country of yeah. stay-at-home moms. I was like, oh, oh you mean untapped resource like, you. Yeah. to your pocketbook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that all on Lula Rich? I think uh, binge or new cancel is really easy this time. Binging Lula mm-hmm. Rich, canceling mm-hmm. Ordinary Joe, mm-hmm. renewing Only Murders in the Building. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Done. <laughs> that was really... <laughs> I might would renew Ordinary Joe, you know, just to, just kidding, just to see <laughs> how long they could actually renew it for. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Lula Rich. I was uh, like, I think that story's done. No, four episodes. Done. <laughs> Allie, did you see what the episode order was for Ordinary Joe? I did not. That's actually, let's look that up. What do you mean because by episode like order? How many like episodes? The um, network ordered. Oh, you know, like sometimes the arrangement. Yeah, no, sometimes the network dramas can be like 20 episodes long. That's true, like 22. (laughs) Yeah. Could Um, you imagine? Oh my God. No. I think for first season shows, they tend to be pretty cagey with the number of episodes. Yeah. Um, I know sometimes they'll do like the half season. mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, so far it only says two, but I think that's only two have been aired. Okay. Is that all for today? S1E1podcast at gmail.com at S1E1podcast on Instagram. If you have any shows you want us to watch, if you have any shows we should never watch, that'd be great too. Um, and our wonderful music by at MetaMither. Go check him out. And thank you guys for listening. I hope you are all healthy and safe. Those ears work. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>